for folks who don't know, the Free State Project is a movement of voluntary human action where we are trying to concentrate libertarians in the state of New Hampshire. I think we've got done uh, more in the last decade than every other libertarian movement combined has accomplished in the last five decades. Are my friends and my neighbors who are willing to stand against tyranny, make their voices heard, and have a goddamn impact. You have a problem with people are afraid to say what they believe in, but they'll actually do something about it. If you're afraid to stand outside the TSA line and piss off 97% of people who are waiting just to take the arm build up their ass for five seconds, then you're probably not ever going to make the change. Free State Project, again, it's, it's 1% of the Free State movement. I am a friend of the Free State Project. And would you encourage people to check and, it out? Absolutely. Check it out. Find out. If you like it, join us. Continue the effort. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Free State Live, where you get to learn all about how you can live free and thrive in the free state of New Hampshire. As always, first, welcoming back our guests, joining me, Bill Barger, Manchester's meme lord and tallest free stater in New Hampshire. How are you? Justin, it's Barger. It's a hard G. And I'll never say like it me? right, because you know I'm terrible like all of that time. Listen, you've said it right almost every time. I don't know what, what possessed you to say Barger this time. Probably caffeine and a crazy cat. Uh, all right, right. I'll slide. Back after another break, author, activist, Free State Project board member, and Queen Quill herself, Carla Garrick. How are you, Carla? I am doing great. And uh, bar grr. Girl, I'll be mad if you say it wrong. <laughs> I probably say it right half the time. It's just that half the time happens to be when we're on camera. And this week, joining us, our special guest, the brand new Free State Project in-state operations manager, Rebecca Robinkin. Rebecca Robin, thank you for joining us tonight. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. So we've been doing the show. We're going on 21 weeks now. We, we glossed over week 20 without even mentioning the fact that it was week 20 and that it kind of went longer than any of us expected it to at the first but people like the show we keep coming back it keeps proving to be oh fun my God, to i'm do. already planning our 100th episode okay. we're gonna do it tom wood style oh, nice. with a thousand people in a live audience well maybe we'll work <laughs> up to that but yeah we're definitely doing something we've covered the gambit from people working in the legislature people working on community activism and community centers uh people working with all sorts of diverse organizations across the state and how they're all working independently to increase liberty in our lifetimes and make New Hampshire a more free state. But for the longest time, there's been this big question of like, what does the Free State Project actually do aside from convincing people to move here? And that was like, once they're here, then what? And for the longest time, the answer to that question was, well, find something to do. There's a ton of people doing things. What do you want to do? Uh, but now that's changing. Now, Rebecca Robbins on board, and your whole job is? To ask people, well, what do you want to do? There's a whole <laughs> bunch of people doing amazing things. How can I introduce you? That's a big part of it. Um, and also, as needs come up in the community and in the organization, uh, asking around for volunteers to get stuff done. So one of the big changes that we've had recently is that uh, we've got a bunch of guys volunteering as a tech team, so you can actually read our website on your mobile <laughs> devices again, which is oh, always nice. Cool. Right, and, and 
it, it really has been um, something that the Free State Project, the organization that we're all volunteering for, that we all uh, love because it puts on Porkfest and Liberty Forum and uh, lends its name to the Liberty Movement here in New Hampshire, it, finally actually doing something to encourage its participants and movers to step up and take that mm -hmm. next step. And like, where was the need for this? Like, was there out? Cause it wasn't really, I, I, we didn't see a big need until it was mentioned because organizations like NHLA still popped up organizations like the quill and the shell still popped up. Uh, the free coast group still popped up. Everyone just popped up and grew organically. So why at this point, is it necessary for us to just kind of have someone like you to hone in and focus and help direct people? Well, the Free State Project has been going on so long now that there's people who are settled here and living their lives. And we were engaged with them when they made their move, but now we've got more people coming in that we'd like to connect with those folks, or maybe they're not doing anything and they just need a reminder about the pledge that they signed to put forth their fullest practical effort. So that's kind of where I come in is I'm uh, at the moment, I'm literally calling people in Carroll County and just asking them, Hey, what's going on? Uh, what community have you found? Is there anything you want to try that I can help promote for you? And so those are some really cool conversations because if you look on our FSP calendar, it's packed full of events all the time. But there's certain areas that have less going on, at least uh, that we know about, than others. So definitely want to reach out to those folks and see uh, what they're up to. And also plug those people in. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's so many people, like they know the calendar exists, but they don't know that there's something on there for them. You look at it and you're right. like, like, oh, there's this event. What is there going to be two, three people there? You know, does anybody even care about this? And then you go to the event and sometimes it's packed. Yeah, there having somebody plug you like I don't know. There's actually there. a thriving community of crypto enthusiasts here in New Hampshire, or like you know, gun enthusiasts or whatever it is. Just having mm -hmm. somebody to like be like, no, 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 I'll tell you, like the community is great. Like I've I've met a bunch of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In fact, I saw a photo from this weekend of uh, I guess there was a yoga class either Saturday or Sunday at the Q. and it's you know it's mm -hmm. a photo from behind with probably like 14 people doing yoga poses and i was like wow i didn't even one know what was happening and it was in my city so you know the growth is just really exciting to see rebecca robbins hmm? aren't you into yoga too yeah i'm into <laughs> yoga too yeah it was all up my alley i just told well, there's, you a, there's a yoga event at at like a, a prime spot that you know there might be events at any time it was right up your alley it happened right down the block from you and you didn't even know I did not know. I and you're the Queen Quill. What can I say? Excusable. Rebecca, much... why didn't you tell her? <laughs> There's too much going on. I knew about it, but I didn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <they're> <laughs> yeah that's, the, that's the Women of the Free State. And that is a network that's invite only on a Signal and Telegram. So as women come and get connected, they're invited to that group. And they can post their own events there. And... Uh, organize events and meet up with women in their area that way. And yes, we do have a secret handshake. <laughs> Bill, me and you are just crap out of luck on this one, I guess. Um, but I mean, more to the point, like uh, what you've been doing the past couple weeks, you said is just calling people in Carroll County, people who are already here, not even new movers, people who've been here mm -hmm. for like 
how how long who knows how long and it just reminded me like a, a really funny story um a couple good friends of mine who've been here very long time like single digit mover numbers had stopped coming to new movers parties and stopped coming to um things as they're starting a family and settling down and growing up Shame. and kidding. uh kidding at one point they decided hey let's go back to the new movers party and meet some new friends and patrick bender who was hosting the new movers party confused them for new movers and tried to get them to introduce <laughs> themselves because even though he's been hosting this party for years these people with single digit mover numbers who lived down the street from the events uh, from the venue he had never met So what have you gotten from feedback from these people, these movers who've been in the state for such a long time, but have kind of gotten plugged out of the community, so to say? Yeah, well, uh, there's one woman who I connected with that she works split shifts. So she's really busy right now, but she'll talk to me next month when her shifts change. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's another that uh, I actually heard from a different person that I talked to on the phone, they mentioned her name of like, yeah, I think she really wants to get involved, but she's about to have a baby. And so I connected with her and that's about right. Is She's really like to get involved. She's about to have a baby. So I'll be connecting with her next month as well. And then uh, a third uh, was just like, you know what? I moved here up here from Concord uh, three years ago. I was really involved in Concord and things have just been really quiet during COVID, I mean, not so much here in New Hampshire, thank goodness, but still compared to normal, things quieted down and he just moved to a more rural area as well. So he's like, yeah, I really need this push to get something started and let's host a meetup. So (laughs) he's gonna be hosting a meetup on April 10th. And that's uh, Tim Bauman at the Harley Jacks will be the first Ossipi meetup. And I'm assuming it's gonna be on the freestateproject.org slash calendar. For anyone who's up in the area who wants to go and get connected with their community. Exactly. So they'll at least be the two of us. And I'll be calling (laughs) around to get some more folks. And did you say that was in the Ossipee area? Ossipee, yep. Yeah, so that's around Lakes and sort of Plymouth and that area. So we can maybe loop in like Derek Prue, who was on the show a while ago. Yeah, I definitely think we could get the word out. It was exciting. Uh, Have you been out to the inn yet, Rebecca Robin? I haven't seen the inn yet. I was at the Rochester meetup recently. So I told a few folks out there about it. And they said they'd tell they'd spread the word about the new meetup in Ossipee because that's right up Route 16 from the seacoast. Yep. So it's about, depending on where you are, it's a 30 minutes from like the north end of the seacoast or an hour if you're down by the shell. Okay. Um, yeah, because I went out to the inn actually, they had a little uh, meetup on, on, yeah, like a soft opening, I guess, yeah. on Saturday afternoon. And it was just really exciting to see, you know, this a six room in, they're going to put in a really nice restaurant. I took a look at the menu and I was like, ah, oh, this is so great to see all this growth. So if you were to say, Rebecca Robin, like, uh, are you connecting people to the organizations or what are you most excited about for this job, I guess? Well, yeah, I'm most excited to kind of help co- people connect with either individuals or organizations in their area that can help them get started with what they want to achieve here in the free state. 
I think, I mean, I think the decentralization of the free state movement is its strength and that everybody's trying different things is fantastic. Uh, it can just be difficult when you first arrive uh, to know what all is going on or it can be helpful to have that one person who's like, oh yeah, I'll put that on the calendar. And then it's a thing. Uh, like there's a new mover of Veronica recently just told somebody that she wanted to try snowshoeing. Then like, why don't you put that on the FSP calendar? And then she had like 12 <laughs> people show up. Right. Uh, so being that person for people coming in, but also for people who have been here for a while. Now you mentioned um, the women's group. We everyone knows about like the Quill and the Shell, the mm -hmm. New Movers parties, the regional meetups, MVP, uh, Taproom Tuesday, the things that are like the staples of the Liberty Social Environment here in Southern New Hampshire, at least um, for the past decade that everyone's become familiar with. But like, what are some of the unique things you've come across that like maybe? Me and Carla. Carla didn't know about the yoga event that the women were putting on. Um, what are things like that you've come across that like people might be really interested in helping get involved and in, that there are people doing that just isn't well known or because we don't have a centralized database of all the decentralized movement? Right. And I don't think anyone would appreciate it if I tried to start one. They'd be like, <laughs> who can see this? <laughs> so... But uh, yeah, uh, the vegans, actually, there's a vegan community kind of popping up here in Manchester and on the seacoast, and they've been doing their own meetups, but they've also been using some of the Liberty Clubhouses for potlucks and market days. So that's uh, one little niche thing that I know about. Uh, there's also the Hive just opened up in Peterborough. So that's a homeschooling center run by uh, Stephanie Buzzell. And that's really nice because it's kind of halfway between Keene and Manchester. So for any families that are settled in the Monadnock region, that can be a real hub for them. It's I just think, out of her house. It's a really small uh, kind of local I think business. a homeschooling center just opened up at the warehouse and where as well. Yeah, uh, That's being right. run by free skaters. And that one I just saw in passing on Facebook. I don't know anything about it. Uh, where being only 20 minutes away from me, I still haven't been out to visit. So... <laughs> No, that's a, that's a great space too. That one is Michelle McCartney, and um, I think they're going to be using you know part of Brian uh, Becker's space in the house. But then the barn became available, and now they're talking about you know things for the kids that could be more physical and space wise, mm -hmm. and then um, even doing like parenting things at night, and maybe doing parent kid judo or whatever. Um, so. Uh, this hive one sounds really great too. And I think because New Hampshire has such compelling school choice and charter schools and the education freedom accounts, it really lends itself that people who move or people who've been here who are getting re-engaged um, may be trying new educational options. You know, I saw an ad on Facebook, I think, um, and it wasn't one of these two schools. I think it was one of the other ones that another free state is running. And they were seeking tutors who might be able to give four to six hours every week on a very particular subject. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. I was like, oh, what could I teach? And then I was like, no, unteachable, unlearnable, whatever it is. <laughs> Um, so Rebecca, uh, Robin, when you, when you, um, 
what, tell us a little, just like, what was your coming to New Hampshire story so that we all get a better sense of who you are? Sure. So uh, I was doing an internship in DC um, for a nonpartisan group, just doing some other social media. And I met my now husband, Mo, and uh, he told me about this group of people who had signed a pledge to relocate to New Hampshire to work for Liberty in our lifetime. And it just so happened that my like ambition was to work in relocation services. And that's not a word you hear very often. So I was, I was like, sorry, how many people? Can you tell me more about this? <laughs> so uh, that was how I heard about it. Uh, he had so you were born for the Free State teenager. Project. <laughs> Well, yeah, for me, it was like the Free State Project first, and then I figured out what libertarianism was afterwards, which is pretty much the reverse of everyone else. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, though. So you were, you were going on with your story. Um, yeah, so then after relocation that... Relocation services. We, right. So with relocation services, basically, I'm from Ireland, and my mother was actually a missionary from the United States to Ireland. Uh, so I'd seen all of the support that mission organizations give their overseas families. And I had also seen a lot of Irish people leaving Ireland to work overseas and not getting that support. And so I thought, well, why doesn't everybody get, get help when they're moving somewhere new to settle in and really think about what they want out of this move, deal with culture shock, uh, make friends, find community, figure out who those gatekeepers are in the local communities that can really get them plugged in. I love that. Why doesn't everyone get help, right? And now it's, <laughs> we can finally answer that question because I was so excited when I heard this role was being created because I think it's always been so informally done and that's not to say it's bad but you know i think sometimes we get confused between decentralization and disorganization <laughs> <laughs> and there are ways and i could see you really stepping into this role because it becomes really networking and connection and as you learn and uh, meet all these people you're going to have this vast network that um will be really really valuable so um do you have like a punch list of things you ask people or how do you go about figuring out what they need well i usually open with like if they're a new mover i open with how did you hear about the free state project or what brings you here um what kind of activism are you interested in um, what part of liberty appeals to you are some questions that I ask. And those aren't very clear questions, but they tend to start a conversation. And a lot of times people will be like, oh, I'm not sure about activism. I'm just getting settled in uh, when you meet them at a new mover potluck. So then I ask them more about, well, what are you interested in? Like, what are your hobbies? Um, and see if I can connect them that way. Because maybe, you know, they don't think that being a vegan has anything to do with libertarianism. It doesn't! And I can introduce them to Zaffin, who not only hosts a vegan market day, but is very active with NHLA. And we'll be sure to tell them whenever there's legislation about raw milk or, wait, that wouldn't be vegan. 
Um, He'll be on next week. <laughs> no, but I would care about raw milk, so tell me about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfectly right. legal in New Hampshire, as yep. is, I believe, after they had to do some more law work, but uh, so is raw milk ice cream. Ooh, yeah, that's delicious. a new one. Yeah. Raw um, ice cream. But maybe, like, animal sanctuaries, like, if there's any legislation that was going to impact animal sanctuaries, like, Zephan would know about it. <laughs> Um, and then, um, and then also with the activism, maybe a thought there is as you learn more people's stories, I think a lot of times when we, when we approach people with sort of the idea of activism, that does sound intimidating, but if you're mm -hmm. able to like break it down into, you know, I mean, pod or maybe like open government or as you said any of the foodie stuff and and you know food freedom runs the gamut mm -hmm. from vegetarianism to how animals are treated to how you know like federal laws that have to do with meat processing that kind of stuff so um you know you, you'll start to hear the stories because sometimes people don't know the name yet for like the legal activism sort of category or bucket that we might put things in but you can translate the lifestyle thing as you said with a diet to a bill that might come up so really it is that issue of getting to know people and really getting to hear their their stories have you um so you you're talking to old timers as well as new movers right right and are you finding like a big difference there well, the new movers I've reached out to are folks who have moved within like the last two weeks. So oh, I wow. haven't connected with it, many of them yet. I think they're rather busy right. unpacking. Um, but I would say I was surprised actually with the similarities uh, between my conversation with Tim, who like who's moved a, a long time ago and is going to start this meetup in Ossipee and someone that I might bump into at a new mover potluck in Manchester, because it was this, like, I haven't been doing anything for a while and I really want to get connected and get going again, kind of uh, message that you hear a lot from people who are making the move after maybe being a little bit more reclusive during COVID. Are you... So I was interested in that sim similarity actually. Oh, that's interesting. Are you, sorry, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but are you involved then with um, the move-in parties or maybe help us understand where the division of labor between you and Chris is? That was my big question. Yes. Uh, sure. So for the longest time, mm -hmm. like for me as someone who is very vocal on social media and is always like at the forefront talking about FSP stuff on Twitter and Facebook with Jeremy Kaufman and other bigger names on social media. I get a lot of people who come to me and ask me, it's like, who to get in touch with to help move, who to do this. Like, and for the longest time, my only answer has been Chris Lopez. Um, so like, how does your job and what Chris has been doing for years, like interact or uh, maybe complement each other even? Yeah. So what I'm doing is really building on, Chris Lopez work. So she's going to continue uh, helping people plan their visits, reaching out to folks through social media, 
uh, all the social media's gotten so big because we have <laughs> such a community on different platforms. Right. Uh, I'm not sure how how much she's got her fingers in, but she's definitely uh, on the Facebook quite a bit. And then, of course, you can always email her directly at chris at fsp.org. And she'll, she loves organizing the welcome wagons and getting people here. Like, so she still coaches people She's through the move. So you're less and, focused on getting people here and more focused on mm -hmm. what to do with them once Chris moves them in. Right. So for okay. those who signed the pledge, there were two parts, right? There was move to New Hampshire and then there was fullest practical effort. So I'm the fullest practical effort part of, okay, what are you going to do? And so kind of about the, Chris Lopez organizes the move in and then I'm the person who'll be following up with you about, hey, have you come to a new mover potluck yet? Have you thought about what you wanna do here? Like this is, I really personally believe that a move is one of the biggest changing points in your life. So if you're really intentional about it, you can have some personal transformation during all of the logistics of actually unpacking. Mm. I I love that because you know it is it it is the the best kept secret about the Free State Project is that it's a move and moves are dramatic and it's um you know if you look at the top ten list of hard things people do in their lives it is definitely up there and um and so it's a big ask but it's also a big gift in the sense that you get to come to this community and you get to actually like live with your values and your principles forward and that's quite exciting if you want to live a mindful and intentional life right and mm -hmm. so it's there's almost like a philosophical component i see to your role i don't know if i'm overstating it but you know where it's this sort of opportunity because people have made this choice to then really mindfully, that's why I was asking what are those questions? Because maybe we even wanna be thinking, you know, what are, you know, maybe get an Ian Underwood or someone involved and, and be like, what are the questions that we would ask to really like help guide you to find your best self within this, you know, community that we're creating? Cause it's, it's super exciting. And when people get plugged in with the things they love, it's, you know, it's really satisfying. When I moved, I originally started reviewing bills for NHLA and I'm a lawyer and I should have liked it. And I was like, <laughs> no, not for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, and uh, trial and error, right? But then if I'd had a Rebecca Robin, maybe I could have like been pivoted to something that was better suited to my needs. Not running for Senate repeatedly? <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys crushed my spirit when you started saying perennial Senate candidate. Hey, <laughs> Justin, for that. I was like, I'm not going to run again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only ran for Senate because people asked. Let's just remember. See, that's, that's why it's fair. so important to reason. ask. Yep. So. What what are some questions you would ask of somebody when they first move, like, like to, to get them plugged in? If some if somebody moves and they are not keen on getting involved from an activism standpoint, like uh, they're mm -hmm. somebody who's like, I just want to live somewhere where it's more free. It's other people can make it more free. Like, how do you deal with those people, the ones who just show up, 
but don't want to get involved, don't want to do anything, just want to kind of reap the reward of having Mm -hmm. moved to New Hampshire without putting in the effort. I find it's very rare that the people that actually move are couch potatoes. They might try to make it sound that way, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm an unemployed software engineer. I'm going to have my launch my own app and uh, just kind of live here and I don't want to be involved in politics, maybe. Uh, unfortunately for those people, um, I have, like I said, I've been recruiting tech volunteers. So I'm like, yes, thank you. Uh, can I ask you a favor? So um, do me so a thing. <laughs> everybody wants to do something, you know, whether it's raise their kids mm. or start a homestead. Um, so the first thing I do is try to connect them with other people in the community who are doing those things. And uh, hopefully, you know, that will then feed into part of uh, this freer society that we're building here. No, everybody doesn't have to be involved in politics. There are a lot of people who just want to have a few chickens and raise their kids out in the woods and be left alone. And I'm like, great. Have you considered selling your eggs (laughs) at market day? (laughs) Uh, Is your... How does your wife feel about that? <laughs> like, is she worried? Are your kids like asking to go to school now because they're like nine and all their friends are going to school? Did you know we have homeschool options where you could take like classes just a few times a week and you could be part of this free state homeschool community? Um, just kind of meeting people where they're at. Uh, and then the politics, I think, are really important. And I think people will come out if they're in our community hear about, you know, something that's going to impact them, then they'll they'll show up for that. But if they're not already active, they're not going to hear about when those things are happening. I think one of the most undervalued um, benefits that the Free State Project has had on the politics of New Hampshire hasn't been the immediate impact of Free Staters voting and Free Staters running for office and Free Staters lobbying on legislation and doing that kind of stuff. I think one of the most undervalued successes the Free State Project has had has been building a community that influences a culture to the point where pro-liberty values are just more keen to be accepted in politics here in the state even by non-free staters and if somebody moves if they don't want to run for office they don't want to review bills but you know they want to make really good friends with their neighbors and live a good libertarian lifestyle and convince their neighbors that free staters aren't all evil that's a win in its own right yeah because then when the dems start sending their propaganda out about these horrible (laughs) out-of-staters who are taking over the state they can be like Hey, look, it's you. <laughs> the best thing to do is ask them if they hate immigration. <laughs> that's like the best. That's how you really pin those people against the walls. Like, what are, you, what are you against immigration now? You don't support immigrants coming here to live a better life? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it depends who you're talking to. But the naysayers and the folks who are making that uh that, I mean, that that pamphlet's pretty heinous. I mean, it, it, it literally said something like, we're, we want to bring back 
polio. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's comical. That's like that's like bad guy stuff from a comic book. I, I mean, mean that's honestly, it was like so bad. It is, it is almost comical. And I kind of wondered, I was like, oh, are they skirting that line so that they could argue it's satire? I forget what the other ones were, but we should definitely have a polio dancing party at Porkfest. <laughs> I, I'm down. We we had we had a COVID dance party at one point. What? Why not a polio dance party? Let's step it up a notch. Um, I think it's around. harder to find people with polio to participate. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in this role now for a few weeks, um, mm -hmm. full time, like nose to the grindstone, doing the job. Um, what things have you learned? That maybe you wish, like, I think being self-critical is one of the most important things, like, a movement and a group and an organization can do. What things do you wish the Free State Project had done differently from the beginning uh, that would have made things better now since you've, you've, I don't, I don't know if anyone else has even tried to do what you're doing now. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I'd like to point out, we started, there was almost no internet. We were still sending smoke signals and using <laughs> pigeons. I mean, you the know, we nailed it once we finally <laughs> got a way to advertise to libertarians yeah. who are secretive, scary people who love their privacy and are almost impossible to reach before the internet. That Should qualification that. being said, please go yeah. ahead. <laughs> So as Carla preempted, it has a lot to do with what information we have stored. Um, so I'm still going through uh, some of on the administrative side, some of the different accounts and, and program software that the organization has that it may be used in the past and isn't necessarily using now. And what's the point of this? And do we still need this? And uh, then with the information we have gathered from people a lot of times we have emails and no phone number or we have email and phone number and maybe a few notes from calls but we don't have anything that's readily viewable for me to find of how many when did they visit what are they into and so i i would ask chris lopez so this works fantastic when we only have Chris Lopez, <laughs> but <laughs> eventually she's going to want to retire. So I'll have to talk with her about how to transition that into some sort of written format. <laughs> the, the human knowledge database that is Chris and everyone loves Chris. Chris yes. Fantastic. So <laughs> I lean um, heavily on Chris. I, I don't think I can imagine Chris Lopez retiring and not doing what she's doing. Uh, That's a good point. Being the staple of all things new mover. Um, but like, Jeremy jokes all the time uh, that we say there's about 6,000 movers in the state for the Free State Project, and we think that number is really, really under-guessed. under, under and like, like, I'm a perfect example. I never signed the pledge. I never got a mover number. I didn't move for the Free State Project. I moved for work and then happened to meet neighbors named Jeff and Melissa Cream, who were awesome people who plugged me into the community. Like Very convenient. Not everyone mm -hmm. came here because of what they were on a list and signed a pledge. But like at this point, Jeremy is adamant that I'm a Free Stater, whether or not I'll accept the tag because I'm a libertarian in New Hampshire. Um, like. What about trying to reach out to people who never told us they moved? Figuring out, like, oh, you've been here for 12 years, but never told anyone. Mm -hmm. Or, like, 
I've met friends who got mover numbers, but never showed up to a single event and were here for five years before they started integrating within the community. Uh, like how do, how do we find those people? I think at this point we find those people through personal networking, like you had Jeff and Melissa. So encouraging people to reach out to their neighbors, I think is a really important point moving forward to not just find those people that came because of the Free State Project and never told us and maybe are wondering where everybody else is, but also uh, the New Hampshire natives that are totally on board. I mean, Derek Pro is not a mover and this, and Michelle McCartney is not a move, not a Free State mover and they're doing fantastic things. I definitely moved here for the Free State Project. I never signed anything. I came on my second day here to, to the new mover potluck. and was like, hey, I landed yesterday and I love relocation services and I'm here to be part of the Free State Project. And Carla like screamed, woo, from the very back of the room. <laughs> As is tradition. Well, yeah. it's, it's funny because I never, I never said anything. I'm just here. You know, I'm helping out. I'm doing whatever I can. So I have point, no idea what the number is. But, uh, you know, that's two out of four people on this podcast. I see other people uh, in the chat saying that they never signed. They moved anyway. I have no idea how many people that's the story for. I would actually <laughs> love to take like a random polling at like some events. Like how many people actually signed the pledge before they moved and how many people are just movers? Because like how many movers? I bet you there are movers who don't know there was a pledge. Yeah. I mean, I for, for real, I bet you there's a bunch of movers who consider themselves free staters who don't even know there's a free state pledge. Yeah, I met them at Liberty Forum. And and it's good because technically we don't have a pledge anymore. Right. But I think to the but, point where don't even know that there was ever. Like, right. like the, the people pledged to move here. They just like New Hampshire is the free state. Like there's people who moved here because like, it's just like there's a beacon of hope that just exists. Well, and, and that was sort of back in the day. That was, you know, one of the things I said, well, you know, if we can just get it to a stage, and I think this was before you could game it as much as you can or pay to get it this way. I was like, well, if it just becomes that if you're searching for the freest state, right? Then New Hampshire, everything that prompts just comes up as New Hampshire. And I think we did that organically, you know, just through everyone's own human action. And so that's super exciting. But I think to get people, so people who haven't signed the pledge, it's like, how do we build out that network? Of course, it's like, come to our events. I mean, everyone should be coming to Porkfest. Anyone who's like within half an hour, 45 minutes should come to, you know, new movers. MVP, that's going to get bigger again. You know, there are all these things and then there are all these little regional ones. So it really is about connecting because it is bigger than, than, just the signers um it's i mean it's actually huge because it's you know we're building the libertarian state it's really exciting it's pretty cool they even use those words in newspapers about us i love it (laughs) (laughs) so i i mean but like how can we even make an estimation about how many free staters there are when as has been pointed out, for, for libertarians hate being on lists. So I don't have a mover's number, and I do a lot of work volunteering for the Free State Project and don't even have a mover number, and I'm a mover. Bill's a native, totally a Free Stater, wouldn't have a mover number. So like, how accurate can our guests even get at how many Free Staters there are in New Hampshire? 
I mean, I think we should just claim 20,000 and have someone else tell them (laughs) our number's wrong. I'm like, let's fight about that number. Let's pull a trunk. Just be like, well, I'm going to say this is the number and then be like, prove me wrong. It's like we're doing the Native American thing. We bet you're more, you're less Native American than we are or less libertarian (laughs) than we are. Maybe it's a bad PR thing. We probably shouldn't do that. Uh, (laughs) You know, we're more than one 1,024th libertarian here, we swear. We, we start there's getting... anyone out there that wants to survey this or study this, I'll happily connect them with the community. Or they can do random sampling on the streets of New Hampshire and see how many people signed a pledge, how many people have heard of us, how many. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I actually would love that. <laughs> So the interesting thing is I'm fairly confident that not even all libertarians in America know about the Free State Project. So I would start there with like, that's shocking to me, but I'm 100% sure that is true. So I can assure you not even every Granite Stater knows what the Free State Project is. I'm pretty sure it's the, the hard left the engaged NH politics people. So, you know, those kinds of folks, but certainly, I mean, I know all my neighbors, I know, you know, half my neighborhood and I'm pretty sure no one even knows. I mean, well, a couple of the ladies watch my show, but the rest, <laughs> I mean, they don't even know I'm a free stater. They just think I'm some awesome lady who picks up their trash in front of their house, like some saint or something. <laughs> like I've had random people walk up to me at a gas station in Merrimack. Like I'm getting subway for lunch on my lunch break at work. And a random person from Merrimack walks up to me and tells me they recognize me from when I ran from office and was on TV and they listen to my podcast. And I have to ask them which one, my show or the free state project show. I'm like, what's the free state project? Wow. Awesome. But Clearly even you don't though, talk about this enough on your podcast, Justin. It's almost every episode. Like, it's almost every episode I ask one of my guests, so when are you moving to New Hampshire? (laughs) But it's like, it's crazy to me, like, there's people who are actively following libertarian politics who aren't aware of the Free State Project. Like, even in New Hampshire. Like, actively following Free Staters as we run for office who aren't aware of the Free State Project. Um. Even one of our neighbors in West Manchester, I remember one day we were outside having a barbecue and he's talking to us over the fence and he started asking us questions about that lady running for state senate. You met her at an event. She seemed real nice. Do you guys know her? That Carla woman? I am real nice. (laughs) I haven't sworn once this show. I get like 10 brownie points. We're only 42 minutes in, and I'm sure... Carl Actually, you can start swearing now. All the kids are in bed. (laughs) I know that's true, but I'm going to say um, so, Rebecca Robin, you use the term uh, relocation services a few times. Like when you say that those words, what does that mean to you? Is, is there more to add to that? Yeah, so uh, relocation services was just the closest thing I could find to what I wanted to do. And that's usually a HR department, like as part of their recruitment strategy, will help people move. So they'll pay for their moving or they'll put them up in a hotel and get them connected with a realtor or they'll just give them a certain amount of money to relocate for the job. Okay. And this can happen at scale if if a multinational company decides to close one location and open up another one in another country, they'll take some of their middle management with them to train the new staff. 
But for me, I was really looking for something that would help people feel at home, help coach them through that transition of the move. And so in just kind of being on Indeed and LinkedIn and trying to find the closest thing to what I was talking about, because if you put in hospitality, you just get restaurants. Yep. <laughs> Hotels. So I was like, I want to be hospitable, but I don't want to work in hospitality. I, I considered a lot of different roles and that seemed to be the industry that was closest to what I was talking about until I found the free state project. Wow, well, that's so serendipitous. On that line, do you think it would be beneficial for maybe not the free state project, but maybe one of these more niche uh, decentralized organizations that have spawned themselves into existence through the free state movement to start developing the kind of infrastructure that actually helps people move like that. Uh, because I, I know we have calling parties and we do all this work to try and encourage people to move, but what's done to actually help people who have hangups like, oh, I would move, but I'm having trouble finding a job in New Hampshire. Where's our porcupine job placement agency to help mm -hmm. people find those jobs? Or like, it's really easy when people say, I can't find a place to live I can afford. I'm like, well, here's Mark Warden's phone number. You should give him a call. Uh, that's a yeah. real, real easy answer. Um, but like a ton of other things. Like, I guess now like, people like Dennis Pratt and everyone working with him to open the inn on the seacoast, that's kind of more like a transitional housing thing to get people here to visit and see the area before making the commitment. Uh, but I think like transitional housing on a more permanent basis, land, find an apartment, like you need a short-term rental for a month or two uh, before you can find a place to live. You need a job, like all the things that make it difficult to move. How do we go about encouraging people to set up that infrastructure because I feel like it also has to be profitable enough for people to want to keep doing it. Yeah. So I think a little bit of it is handled by the market. So previously there was a website called uh, Pork Manor and that came, that went out of date. Like when I looked at it, the information was all old, but now there's a new website called Pork B&B. So you can, find some a place to stay through that website uh and so if anyone wants to open an airbnb I didn't style see this pork is my job pork bnb so if you're looking for a free stater place yeah if you're looking for a place to stay with a free stater or if you're a free stater with a room that you want to rent out or a cabin on your property or a basement or something basically what would be like an Airbnb, but free staters only. Nice. Um, and this website doesn't have the listings up front. There you go. You just put in huh. an inquiry and then oh, they'll cool. match you up. Nice. I have an idea um, who would do something like this. I'm just ecstatic that it actually became a thing instead of just another thing they talked about. <laughs> yeah. So but cool connection I, I got to make recently is there's uh, the Kisslingers have had a B Airbnb in Littleton for a long time. And I was able to introduce them to the person who put this website up and let them know that that's an option now. Very cool. Because uh, before it was just like, if you knew someone personally that had an Airbnb, then you could tell people about it. <laughs> kind of See, thing. we do need a secret handshake. 
guys, we gotta like get with the moves, man. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how we're now, gonna do this handshake across the internet, but there are some plans. It's called now, one thing that <laughs> right. <laughs> one thing I would love to have is like a porcupine real estate type of partnership for immigration especially this year there's been so many people from canada wanting to move here so i do know and... that's something that's being worked on um and mm. i know like people in the like kevin and everyone who run the discord channel they've been having a lot of people not even just from canada europeans south Af south americans all trying to get here and just being hung up by the nightmare that is the federal immigration system and getting permission to go be free with other free people. And um, there's been an ongoing search until Zephan graduates law school and becomes yes. an immigration. <laughs> We're all waiting on you, Zephan. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's uh, relying on you. <laughs> uh, we'll find, be on next week. To find a good, qualified, competent, and libertarian and liberty friendly immigration attorney that we can push people towards and mm -hmm. that's something like if anybody who watches this or listens to this on any of the channels if you know somebody like that send them to us and send us their information because we will have work for them <laughs> so, <laughs> the visa process is just it is very time consuming right so i would also recommend that don't uh underestimate love as an option come to pork fest from wherever in the world we have had contests over the years to say who came from the furthest point i think australia is the winner and maybe you'll just meet someone who's who's a really good match for you and you could get married you know same sex is is legal in new hampshire i uh, thought you were you gonna know, say you're gonna have following you had following falling in love contests <laughs> We have had competitions in the past, so you could fall in love the fast. So, we so, we so have had weddings. About Port B and B, maybe we do need a love connection one. People have talked about that over the years, right? Sort of a, uh, I'm not going to date myself with any kind of name for any of this. I don't know, like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, like the cool OK Cupid or whatever. I don't even know. See, I don't even know. But <laughs> not up on a recent episode you missed too. But yeah. That's the thing, yeah. No, there's even been weddings at Porkfest. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's I, a I, wedding this year immediately before Porkfest of no. two free state couple. Oh, awesome. Sometimes they've even been stateless weddings. Sometimes been we know we need paperwork to give to immigration weddings. Um, I've watched marriage proposals go the other way with say, Hey, will you marry me? It's like, No, I'm not gay. It's like, But I really want Canadian citizenship as an option too. <laughs> with somebody who was already here they're like i just want a second passport <laughs> well you know and, I, and and you know just to stay on the safe side here i am saying you know you would you would marry for love of course yes uh, but you know when people share their values what what could uh how do you define that as not love <laughs> uh, <laughs> So is there anything else, Rebecca, Robin, you feel like we haven't covered or that you want people to better understand mm -hmm. about your role? I think we've covered a lot. That Basically, I'm here if people have ideas that they want to get started on. Uh, we might be able to do it through the Free State Project or if not through FSP directly through one of these other organizations that I can help them get connected to. How do we get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's 
rr.kin at fsp.org. So that's rr for Rebecca Robin, dot kin like family at fsp.org. So, so that's how you, you can reach out to me. If any of you I'm here for are watching and haven't lurkers, gotten involved, yeah. <laughs> give Rebecca Robin an email. Tell her what you want to get involved with, and she can point you in the direction of how you can get involved and help out. Um, and if it doesn't exist it, yet, I will ask you what you need it. to get started. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, I be... believe part of your job description includes events and helping people to guide in-state events. So if people have, like, new things we should be doing, you know, like a comedy night, a film festival, uh, you know, like, we got months that are still open. We should have something every month that is just, you know, driving people to come here, as in Dennis's words, you know, we're building the libertarian Mecca. It's this libertarian utopia. We are creating the businesses. We want our friends to come. If you're never going to move, we still want you to come and come <laughs> hang out with us and see what free range human living in a community of happy people looks like. And if you're unsure how to get here, how to visit, you can always go to fsp.org slash visit New Hampshire. Get in touch with Chris Lopez, who will help you plan that visit. Find out, oh, my cat's killing my camera, uh, where you can stay, who you can stay with, what events you can go to, how you can tour the area. Probably go stay at Dennis Pratt's Motel now that it's open. Uh, and check out the calendar. For all sorts of events, yeah. even if ones Chris might not know about, because even though she helps run the calendar, there's just so much on it. Like, there's so much to do here. There's everything from like crypto to like shooting, hiking, you know, foraging, homesteading, market days. There's probably people like teaching. I mean, there's yoga classes that nobody knew about, and. There's pork B and B's. You can rent a place in the woods if you want to. If you you'd be living in New Hampshire, you can go rent a place in the woods that's like more in the woods than your place already is in the woods. <laughs> if you wanted to. I don't Roman, cool. This is a great question Emily has mm -hmm. here. Um, can they send you suggestions as to what would have been helpful to get here? Like if we really need a buddy system. Like if something maybe you haven't thought about, but somebody who's been here that they wish was a resource mm. for them when they got here, can they mm. reach out to you with that? Yeah, I would love suggestions. I will shamelessly try to recruit people to make their own suggestions a reality. So <laughs> <laughs> that will probably be the embrace. answer, but I would my, still love to hear them. My, my embracing yeah. corporate, I've embraced that mentality in corporate business management my entire career. I have always told my employees, do not come to me with a complaint unless you have a solution. And do not come to me with the solution unless you're willing to do the thing. But volunteers are different than employees. And I think the secret is to have some insight and like, yes, you know, you should, we do need that. And here's what some people have done in the past to get communities right. like that going. Because like, you know, you know, and I'm learning, but people who've been around, we, we've seen all the different things people have done. Like, for example, Elliot Axelman, who's great, has to get people to email their reps. Like, I'm throwing a pizza party. Come by. We're all going to email our reps together. Great move. Like strategies mm -hmm. to get people involved and engaged. Then it's like, I would go to one of those again. You know, so like <laughs> that, that kind of a thing, like having the insight from a dozen or a hundred or a thousand people who have started different events, you know, all the different kinds of events is useful for the volunteers. Because as you know, we're not, you can't forget, we're not employing every person who moves to the Free State Project. We want them to get involved and to love it and to be enthused about it. And we want to give them whatever tools they can.
And there's yeah. there are plenty because people have figured out how to make every kind of a community. You know, if you live in, I don't know, I don't know even where this would be, but like because I've lived in New Hampshire too long. But if you live in a place where people who are into crypto are super nerds, like come to New Hampshire, they have big old crypto meetups. <laughs> it's a yeah. uh, you know, and if you're just, looking for a reason to together. visit, like if you haven't if you haven't convinced yourself that it's worth visiting just to see if you want to move, if you want to visit just to have a good time, go to porkfest.com, get your tickets. There's only a few left. It's going to be an incredible week in the mountains. I'll be there. Bill will be there. Carl will be there. Rebecca Robin, are you going to be there? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no reason not to come. And Chris is getting ahead of me in the comments. Once you decide to move, <laughs> check out a welcome wagon to help Chris help you plan your move so your neighbors can be there to welcome you the day you land and help you unpack. Because nothing makes moving easier than unpacking taking less than 20 minutes. It is <laughs> wild how quickly that happens. Yeah. It's so crazy. You showed up, showed up to these moving events and it's like there's a whole truck full of stuff you unload like five boxes and it's like wow that was that was everything like for 40 bucks worth of pizza you will get the equivalent labor of 300 dollars from a moving company yeah <laughs> but faster the calendar yep. the calendar will show a block and i came a, like a little late thinking that i was going to be in the middle of the action and it was over and they're like, hey, do you want some pizza? I'm like, but I didn't carry anything. <laughs> There's a lot of pizza. At that um, point, the work is to eat all the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, final things. I mean, we, we've had such a jam-packed events the past few months. We've been plugging you guys at the end of every episode with all these things to do. It's kind of weird. We're coming up into like almost a spring break of activity. There's like a few weeks with not anything major going on, just the every week, every day stuff. With, um, so check out the calendar of stuff that's coming up. I do know this coming Saturday, there's a few events. There's a big rock band performing at the Shell Saturday night. There's an anti-war rally in Concord, New Hampshire at the State House Saturday morning and afternoon. Um, and there hasn't been an anti-war rally in this country in far too long. Um, <laughs> and finally, we're seeing libertarians organize um, the, the anti-war center because there is no anti-war left. There is no anti-war right. They're only anti-war when the other team is in charge. Um, so it's being left to libertarians and free staters to be the anti-war movement here in New Hampshire. Um, and there's a free stater organizing an anti-war protest at, up in Concord, New Hampshire on Saturday. I think it starts at noon. Uh, I'll be there, uh, probably on my way out to the shell uh, for other events and up in Concord. But that's great to hear. And I'm just going to put a sweet little plug. Anyone who's in Vermont who is watching this, come to the Vermont LP. Will be The convention is in Bar, Vermont on Saturday, starting noon to 5. I will be keynoting, and I would love to see you if you're out there. So, uh, That'll be fun. And then everyone who is a Vermont libertarian, I will kidnap you and just bring you they have no excuse. It's like a 20 minute drive. I say that to my friends from Massachusetts all the time. Like, listen, when people in California tell me they can't make it out to, they can't move to New Hampshire because they can't leave their family behind, I left my family behind in Massachusetts. They're 40 minutes away. I go visit once a month. It's not a problem. Uh, less now that gas costs $5 a gallon, but, <laughs> but it's, they're right there and close. Uh, Vermonters, just move over the border, set up a farm right on the border, and just call yourself a New Hampshire. Or, or I mean, we haven't tried this strategy yet. 
declare your land in Vermont as part of New Hampshire. Yes. <laughs> Maine needs that. to start doing that too. <laughs> but that's a conversation for another That's day. weird though, because yeah. you need a certain <laughs> kind definitely of definitely another topic. <laughs> yeah. You need a certain kind of hardcore that's also not hardcore enough to move. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like we're too hardcore to move, but we're hardcore. But we're willing to, to have that. We're in fight. that place, even though we're not in that place. Yeah. Um, uh, unrelated to this show, but Free State Project event. Those of you who attended Liberty Forum, thank you for coming out to Liberty Forum. Is one of the best Liberty Forums I've ever been to. It was a super fun time. Great speakers, great people, great vendors, awesome sponsors, all around fantastic time. But we had some professional video production of the. Uh, keynote talks at Liberty Forum this year. Those will be debuting on the Free State Project's YouTube and Odyssey channel once a week for the next 14, 15 weeks until we run out of them. But there's currently a poll running if you go to this YouTube channel's community tab. So if you're watching this, click on the Free State Project icon. It'll bring you to the channel. You can go to the community tab. There's a poll running on which night of the week you would like those videos to debut. They'll be 45-minute to one-hour videos once a week from a fantastic speaker that spoke at the 2022 Liberty Forum about a wide array of topics from childcare and homeschooling to... 3D printing of guns and the First Amendment and even uh, how to make a budget the passes libertarian standards. Um, so it runs the gambit. So go vote in that poll. Let us know what night of the week you'd like us to drop those videos moving forward. Anybody have anything else? Rebecca Robin, anything you want to plug? Again, that meetup in Ossipee, that's going to be in April. And we'll also be having a calling party in April as well. And you can find so details the calendar. for those on the calendar. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Rebecca Robin. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and watching. Bill and Carla, thank you for coming back one more time. As always, until next time, everybody, be free. Peace out. Live free or die. Don't let the freedom pass you by. Stand up proud and strong and lead this country on. Live free or die, from the village green to the mountains high, Yankee voices sing the song of liberty. In 1623, she touched the hand of history and led the colonies on, independence was won. And the spirit lives today to guide America on her way, New Hampshire standing free, the home of liberty. Live free or die, don't let the freedom pass you by, stand up proud.